I issue open warning now to all dope pushers, to all rip-off artists, to all mothers. It's time to leave Detroit, hit Eight Mile Road. And I don't give a damn if they're black or white, if they wear super fly suits or blue uniforms and silver badges. Hit the road. Live from downtown Detroit, it's No BS News Hour with my main man, Stoney Na 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 the bullshit. Just breaking this double or bullshit, double or bullshit. Yeah, we keep saying that, but uh, that's all it is is bullshit, bullshit. Well, what would you talk about if there weren't? We already did the program just setting up, Karen. I mean, it was really good too. I enjoyed it. Welcome back to work, everybody, and uh, get on downtown and start stealing. Get back to the state. Start. Oh my God. I think they stopped. But we're gonna like, it's just unbelievable. You know, I'm watching the Bernie Madoff. You know, the biggest Ponzi scheme in the history of the United States. Really good. And I'm looking at it, and then all of a sudden. There's always the Detroit angle. Wow, man, I didn't know such stuff. Oh, it'd be funny if it wasn't so sad. All right, but you know, keep uh, keep it lively. Let's not be yeah, sad. All right. Wake up, everybody. Just we gotta let you. You know, so Karen and I were okay. Remember that one? Remember that press release, Karen? Remember that pile of money? Remember this one? And then we're googling it because, you know, I mean, we can't do everything, and and there are no answers. That's you, true. You can't find out what happened. All this money they promised. That's true, Charlie. And the thing about it is, is that they keep pumping good money behind. I, you want to call it bad money, or we just, we just, it's just, it's endless. The money is endless. The results are nowhere to be seen. No, but listen, we live, we live here. This is, this is true. the seat of the crime, the biggest municipal bankruptcy in the history of the United States. Money is not endless. You think? Unless you're connected, right, Mark? Oh, absolutely. That, I mean, that's the most horrifying thing about these stories <laughs> is that they're not surprising. How do you make bullshit and we're all getting ripped off week after week? Interesting. I don't know. I'm starting to lose my mind. Yeah. Well, don't do that, Charlie. But it, it, it gets, it's exhausting, uh, yeah. actually, because, you know, we continue to talk about, and it's not the same thing, but it's the same playbook. Well, and keep it up. I mean, it's not exhausting. <laughs> It's interesting. Welcome to the No Bullshit Lunch Hour. It's really, it's fun. Yeah, it is. And and, and I like this because this is what we would talk about if we were sitting down having lunch. Like, yeah. you know, because those are where all the conversations take place. I call them tabletop conversations. Those restaurant conversations where people are sharing secrets, their frustrations, their insights. Um, they don't always make them public. But that's where the conversations take place. Yeah, well, okay, listen. If you want to be part of the conversation, go to our brand new website. Yep, we 
spent time this weekend trying to fix that website, didn't we? <laughs> yeah. We, we, yeah. We're, we're going to beat this shadow ban. <laughs> we're trying, yeah, man. We, good, we, good luck. We got smart people working with us. Not, yeah, we'll yeah, take we do. care. We'll yeah. do it in post, Karen. Okay. You don't have to worry about that. You just go find out what happened to my fucking money. Yeah. <laughs> just I be wish. smart. Yeah. So you want to be part of it? You're filmmaker you're a journalist you're a musician go to our website just give us a word we got room right we got room nobsnewshour.com thank you i don't man. think you mentioned that's it. very good yeah. yep that's that'll, it. that'll be good because it'll add depth and the fact that we're just not a, a monolithic kind yep. of show so right, that's right. cool it's a good yeah. point yeah more voices yeah and, and other stuff i mean there's other stuff going on besides you know the corruption i mean there are people that are trying to make a difference there are people that are through you corruption know, you know what's going on? The border is going on. You see that? Yeah, I see You it. see Biden's trip to the border? Yeah. Oh, my God. That what was a, a photo op. Gaslighting, man. <laughs> we got any of those pictures that the dude goes to El Paso and, uh, you know, Border Patrol cleans up the town. And what do we get? Three hours. He's, he's taking it. Well, here's a picture of, remember, we were showing you the thousands of people coming over, the thousands of people camped on both sides. If you're listening... There's nobody there. Yeah. There's nobody there. Well, yesterday. anybody that's seen the news in the past month, I mean, this is the spot where mm-hmm. all those people were in El Paso. Thousands. Poof, they're gone. But they're- you know, like when you have company, you clean up. And so, you know, you got to make it look good. So they especially, when was gra- especially when grandpa's coming yeah, over. Yeah, you, you don't want him to trip over anything yeah, or but anybody. Everybody knows <laughs> but grandpa. Hey, grandpa's coming to check it out. Clean it up for grandpa. <laughs> Problem is, grandpa's it. in charge. Pick up the socks off the floor, hide the liquor bottles. Grandpa's coming because, you know, grandpa likes liquor. <laughs> I would tell you that when I was growing up, man, um, my grandma wouldn't let my grandpa drink liquor. So he'd bury it in his garden. And then, and then we go over there and it'd be like an Easter egg hunt because the old man couldn't remember where it was. So it was awesome going over there. Did to he find make it. you go find it? Yeah, yeah. It was like, you know, hunting pirate treasure. Did Grandpa spend a lot of time in the garden? You no, know, once we found it, he spent a lot of time in the garage. <laughs> that's crazy. Oh, that's adorable. Too bad he wasn't president. Yeah, we should have sent him to El Paso. Cause, exactly. Because then they take, you know, the president and he's my president and he's our president, right? Mm-hmm. And they give him a tour of the the parking lot yeah. of Border Patrol. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And he's pointing at stuff like it's <laughs> important you know, know. for the photo op. He doesn't know. Well, he's probably saying that's where they were before they cleaned them up, and that's where the migrants well, came over from. Well, but you got to remember, and- when they take the picture and he's pointing, it looks as though he's doing something. Yeah. And it looks yeah. as though there's there's substance there. Like, you know, I'm engaged, I'm aware. So, again, photo op. But the, but, You're right. But, and that's but, all but it is. We've all seen it. Who are they fooling? I, that, nobody. Yeah, but people just and like, oh, yeah, you know, the president went to the border. Okay, and then what? They don't know. Everything is just the news cycle. Everybody's just being dragged through everything so quickly, Charlie. So people aren't connecting the dots. They, they did take him to the fence where nobody was, yeah. but, but there were a bunch of migrants waving, waving from across the street well, as he drove We by. got another video here. This is how El Paso cleaned up. So they have December 24th, you know, Christmas Eve, and then January 7th, the same exact shot. Yeah, yeah. Now, now the 24th of December looks yeah. like Skid Row in, Vegas, in uh, mm, L.A. LA. Mm-hmm. Everybody just flopped out there cold. It was wow. like in the 30s there. But you know what that also looks like, Charlie? Where'd they all go? <laughs> Remember when uh, the Super Bowl yep. came to Detroit and they got rid of all the homeless people? They cleaned up the street. Everything. It was a completely different appearance. The facades were, you know, all changed and improved. So yeah, you know, there's a little happens. story behind that too. Like, okay, so there's a police presence downtown, right? Mm-hmm. All the cars are used. They're they're 
they're in use. Mm-hmm. Okay. Security for the Super Bowl. So my buddy Tony's a homicide cop and he catches a fucking homicide on the west side and he's got to take a city fucking bus. <laughs> he took a city bus to a homicide scene. Wow. That's what happens when you don't have any money. Ugh. You can't be lying about it. Man, I'm glad he still went though. Yeah. You know, well, <laughs> was, I mean, it, was it on time? Let's put it this way. That was a cold case. <laughs> was, was it on time? Yeah, <laughs> That's I a mean, very valid yeah. question, Karen. Just asking. So uh, they, they took the president to uh, the bridge, mm-hmm. you know, the port of entry, but it was for trucks. Yeah. It wasn't for people. Yeah. It's terrible. They didn't tell him. They just said, this is a port of entry. It's like, okay, great. Yeah, point at things. <laughs> now, again, here, here, here's, this is from the White House. Might as well make lemonade out of these lemons, right? So you were asking me about the numbers he announced. Mm-hmm. You right? I, the, we were that they were uh, stopping or preventing more than thirty thousand uh, migrants from coming over from Mexico, but that they were allowing, and I don't remember what the other number was from other places, from Cuba, from. Uh, I don't even remember, but they had all these other places other than Mexico that mm-hmm. they were allowing people to come in. So it was a. A, a, a net zero balance. I mean, I don't know. It's like, here's okay, so what, what's the what's the difference between not letting them in, but you're letting the other? I don't here's know. what here's, it seems well, weird when they well, pick and choose. Well, I would tell you because no. it's not just I don't know. It's like I I do know. So if you're from Nicaragua, mm-hmm. Haiti, Cuba, or Venezuela, right. about eighty thousand of those people come over a month, mm-hmm. right? They that they apprehend. Right. We're gonna let thirty thousand in. Okay. And Mexico's agreed to take, specifically these people, 30,000 of them back. So we're going to let a third of a million in. We're going to kick a third of a million out. What about the other 20,000 a month? They're coming in. Yeah. Right? And if you kick them out, they're going to come back in until they get in. Hmm. Yep. Right? And then then what about the 150,000 people from everywhere else in the world? Right. This is no answer. And this is what the White House said. Okay? And Hippie's like, oh, you got to be careful of that. I'm not being careful of anything, I'm gonna be truthful about it. This is from the White House itself. Making the lemonade out of the lemon, all of this humanity coming. Mm-hmm. The White House, you know, in their immigration reform they want, wants to let a lot of people in. Why? To relieve inflationary pressure on wages, right? We got, sure. we got empty jobs, people in America demanding more money. So if we import cheap labor, it'll drive the price of wages down. That means your wages. Mm-hmm. That's a. That's just. That's eco- economics. That's yeah. economics. Macro. macro and yeah. that's from the white. That's not from me. Yeah. At the same time, we know the electric future. We know the big three. They're moving shit to Mexico. Mm-hmm. So our rich jobs are going to the third world, and we're taking the very poor from Latin America. And what the fuck is going on here? It just increases the wage gap too, right? That's all. It. That's all it does. But, in terms you know, of it's, a, it's the same kind of thinking when you know the job market report that came out friday it's like oh good wages have slowed growth and the market shoots up i mean that's that's what the economy the economy wants on a macro level but on an individual level it fucking sucks but wages aren't even keeping track with inflation yeah that's true and they, the ha- fed, they haven't for 40 years the fed's yeah. trying to slow the economy down to get rid of these jobs so we're bringing people in to fill jobs that the other part of the government is trying to get rid of like <laughs> what is the fucking plan here i don't think <laughs> the, there is one charlie not one that includes you. Us. 
us. Yeah, I mean you as the average person. That's right. what I'm saying. So we should really, it's, it's really get some coherent. It's present bias, right? You're only concerned about right now. You don't care about what's going to happen there because hell, he's not. He might not be present. It's just kicking the can down the road. It happens all the all time. All the time. Yeah, and, I, I, I and don't, it's annoying. I don't know very many people, and I do know a few, but not very many that like are anti-immigration. Hmm. I'm speaking. Here, here's your saving line, Jesus. Is I want orderly, thought out public policy that includes immigration. Think it out long-term, mm-hmm. mid-term, short-term, instead of just bum rush and everything's a fucking, di- it's like leaving Afghanistan. That's, this is a mess. It's funny you say that because one of the White House's outs was, well, this is the legislature's problem. They haven't come together to solve this. It's like, yeah, but you're really in charge of half of that Congress, right? You could get them to the table if you and wanted force them to. If you want them to, well, there's I, just and no I think, will. But if, I think if there were a viable plan that made sense, there's a balance somewhere. Yes. I mean, it doesn't have to be yeah. haphazard. And neither side's going to win. You got to exactly, some but things. something that would make sense for the bigger picture and in the long term. Mm-hmm. So it, I mean, that's not brain surgery. But then they'll be voted out in two years, so yeah. they don't want to do that. So let's do talking points so I can get voted exactly. in, right? Exactly. Talking points. So what do Republicans do? I mean, you're not talking about anything orderly. You're not talking about blue cards for farm workers. You're not talking about exactly. citizenship for you know children that grew up here, brought by their parents and their adults. They absolutely, without question, should be a citizen right now. Yeah. I mean, I don't know anybody against that. Mm-hmm. That one I, is unreasonable. But, you know, it, 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 there's some, it gives you something to talk about. You know, we can talk about it being an issue. We can talk about an issue that we're working towards. Uh, politicians or elected officials can say, hey, you know, they can point fingers, just, just like Mark pointed out. So, you know, it, it, it gives you something. It gives them something to do. So what do Republicans talk about? Like they... Here's a good one. Fentanyl. Mm-hmm. Illegal. It's killing people. And it is. And we got to do something. Right? You knock China and Mexico's head together because they're responsible for it. But Biden wants something done, a win against the Republicans. So what did we get on Friday before Biden goes on Sunday to El Paso and today's in Mexico mm-hmm. City with Junior Trudeau over here. Yeah, this guy's yeah. a piece of work. So <laughs> what happens? The Mexican military... Um, apprehends Ovidio Guzman, the son of El Chapo Guzman, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Now the nominal head of the Sinaloa cartel. It's a big shootout. You know, they they produce a lot of meth. They produce a lot of fentanyl. They ship a lot of heroin and cocaine. They're a big mm-hmm. deal. Okay, big shootout. This tells you about the cartels. 10 special ops from the Mexican military, you know, their best, died. Oh, wow. And... 20 from the cartel died. That tells you the cartel's got special ops people working for mm-hmm. them. Yeah. This, is, this, is, this is insane. This is no man's land. So we get Ovidio Guzman, mm-hmm. okay, the president, um, uh, Lopez uh, Obrador. Obrador, sends the military. But three years ago, they had Junior Guzman, he's called the rat. Mm-hmm. They had him in custody. And Obrador says release him in 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 the interest of peace and bloodshed. Okay, remember, they had his father, El Chapo, in the maximum security prison, and somehow they dug a mile trench mm-hmm. with a motorcycle on railroad tracks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's kind of cool. What? So, I mean, is anything Terrible. R- really going to get done? Because no. the rat has a brother named Evan. Evan. Yeah. He's now the head of the card. Nothing's going to happen. Let me give you a little list of, of what's happened, okay, in, in Mexico. General Salvador Cienfuegos 
was the Minister of Defense. He was apprehended by federal authorities at LAX mm -hmm. and arrested for being in the employ of the cartels. He was taking kickback. He was protecting them. Today, in federal court in Brooklyn, the head of basically the, the parallel of the American FBI, the Mexican FBI, Genaro Garcia Luna, goes on trial for corruption and supplying protection for cocaine traffickers. That's who he was in charge of going to get. Um, when El Chapo was uh, tried in Brooklyn, remember we had Alan Foyer mm -hmm. on? Mm -hmm. One of the witnesses was a Colombian drug lord who testified that the president at that time, um, what was his first name? Uh, I forget what's his name. Enrique uh, Nieto Peña. Okay. He took a $100 million bribe from Guzman. It's alleged. Wow. So what do you really think? Also, the Mexican authorities in the last two years have stripped American drug personnel working in Mexico of immunity. They've also said, passed a law, we will no longer accept migrant families from the United States being deported back into Mexico. We will not accept families. Hmm. That's how you're getting, you know, a Title 42. You're still getting millions yeah. coming in here. So they're not cooperating. So we're going to have Kabuki Theater <laughs> down in Mexico City. Sure. And Trudeau, liberal Trudeau, this side of his mouth, says, we're open we're open to refugees around the world as long as you have an engineering degree from India, right? <laughs> and on the other side of his mouth, he's negotiating with the Biden administration that any third world refugees that come in at any point over the border, whether it's official or unofficial crossing point, you got to take them back. So why aren't we doing that with the Mexicans? Why aren't we getting in the Guatemalans? It's so bad. Yeah, why aren't we? I mean, why don't we have a little credit? Don't we have a little uh, strength with Mexico to make them make them do something? You know, no. We, I mean, the do simple we answer really is know? no. That's what I'm saying. Uh, do we really? Well, say what you will about insane Donald Trump, but he, by the end of his term in office, he had it under control. But he was hated so badly that everything that was done was like some kind of gulag or anti-humanist thing he was doing, he right? He got in his own way in oh. so many different fashions, right? I mean, the wall, just by saying the wall, being that to be his solution for it, was all anybody focused on. Well, I think people were focused on him. And well, and, sure. and and that took a, lo a lot away. He was his own away. worst enemy. Well, yeah, I mean, but that's part of our fault, too, because we, get, we, we, we embrace things when we hear them from people that we like, and we automatically... You know, oppose that which we hear from someone that we don't like or that we've been convinced that we shouldn't like mm. and so you know it it just it's just it's not it's at a disadvantage we're at the disadvantage because we can't discern between the message and the messenger yep well you know you, you know i'm going on my bff show tonight again <laughs> <I do>. tucker's <laughs> gonna be jealous I mean, he's gonna have to add your name to that show <laughs> charlie's got a boyfriend <laughs> 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 He's handsome, man. I, okay, I admit it. I'm a homosexual. Okay. All right. All right. Huh? Oh, you get him a shirt. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna get me when I wear that tonight. Now you got to get a mug, Charlie. Bring, bring, get a mug. We need a mug. I got a mug. His name's Chris Como. No. <laughs> a coffee mug. He knows talent when he sees that's it, man. A, he loves having you that's on. That's a 
Yeah, that's helpful to his show, Charlie. You bring a whole nother level of the conversation. I mean, he's good. I mean, but this elevates him to a whole nother level. So he's not he's not stupid. He made an announcement on his show on on Friday. Do we have that tape? Yeah, we have the whole the whole appearance. Well, it's really we good. Just just the beginning. Like okay. there's, yeah. there's something in the works. And okay. Chris outed it. With Mexico's president, uh, there's somewhat of a suspicion that Mexico's fighting back against the cartel uh, to kind of curry favor with Biden. I notice he's standing <laughs> when he talks to you now. Let's bring in Charlie LaDuff, host of the No BS News Hour. Uh, Charlie, it's good to see you. Uh, full disclosure, you and I are trying to team up to go down to the border. This war uh, forestalled my efforts for right now because they can't focus on anything else yes. that I want to show. And, the- and I want a director's chair and knishes <laughs> and I want green M&Ms. I want Want to fly business class? Business? Yeah. Not that first class. I told you to ask for a private jet. I'm, oh, note to sell. Yeah. <laughs> business class. Come on, Charlie. Private, private jet. <laughs> they can they can send a jet. American Express will send one. They can do that. Oh, there we go. We're getting in okay. bed with corporate America. Why not J.P. Morgan Chase? Uh, <laughs> Why not? I'm sure he Maybe has Mike Duggan will hook me up with a private jet. They have them. <laughs> All right, I, I'm going to get to the Madoff thing, but first a word from our sponsors. <laughs> see, now you're too quick because I switched to the Madoff thing. Yeah, you, you like to keep me on Got to pay toes. attention, Mark. Mm-hmm. I, had I, it, I had it. Here we go. I lied. I don't have it. Go ahead and hit the others. Oh, there, there it is. I don't know why I'm in the desert in my underpants. I don't know why these wolves are following me. But I need sauce. You sound so happy at work. I look in my fridge. It's shock. Oh my. What do I see? Sausage. A good wiener is hard to find. So make sure you treat it kind. Sausage. You may run with a pack, but everything ain't meant to be said. Sausage. Order a Coney kit directly to your door at AmericanConeyIsland.com. Hi, I'm David Hall from Hall Financial. The top-rated realtors in Michigan have said that our five-star certified pre-approval is a game-changer to the home buying process. Hall Financial's focus on speed and client service allows you to take on the housing market and win. When you're ready to purchase your new home, you need to make Hall Financial your first call. The mortgage company Realtors Trust and Buyers Love. 866-CALL-HALL or chat with us at callhallfirst.com. This message of Uplift is brought to you by business and personal wealth advisor Luke Nowacki, who reminds you that what does it profit a man to gain the whole world but never enter the kingdom of God? But while you're waiting, Nowacki wants you to remember that overreaction is not a sound financial strategy. So call Luke Nowacki at 248-663-4748 for sound financial advice. I now find that a way to cure insomnia is to put earphones and play Netflix and just let it... I thought you were going to say cure insanity, but go ahead. The same thing, just let it drown out the inner insanity, right? <laughs> I was watching Miles Davis last night and mm-hmm. it, just, it just turned into Miles Davis. Which I could just put in Miles Davis. Could have. Yeah. But you need to watch something and make your eyes tired. So I was watching the new one. What, what's the name of the program? Mike? It's Bernie Madoff. Yeah, they have a clever little title. Let me look it up. Yeah. Bernie Madoff is basically the progenitor of the greatest Ponzi scheme in American history, mm-hmm. right? It's valued at $65 billion. A Ponzi scheme is basically this. 
give me some money. I'll invest it. I actually stole it. I get another investor underneath mm -hmm. to also invest. When the first investor wants some money back, I give him some of the second investors right. and I steal that and then I get a third and I get a fourth. So it starts at a couple a, hundred a thousand. It's a pyramid. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't actually 65 billion. That's what he told the investors that they mm -hmm. had made. The, the total amount of money that he took from people was what, 20 billion? It was 20 something, wasn't it? 18 to 20, yeah. They're not exactly sure. Okay, they're, we'll call it 20. 20 is easy, yeah. You'd say a lot. 20, 20 billion. billion. I, did, I didn't know and about. And he's been doing it since the early 60s. Exactly. Yeah. And But I didn't know about Bernie Madoff. I just know it was Bernie Madoff and he did this, right? Yeah. It was during the economic collapse and mm -hmm. he becomes the face of 2008, yeah. Wall Street Greed. Yeah, it's a very good documentary. It is Madoff, The Monster of Wall Street on the, Netflix. Now, I didn't know about Madoff. He through his career, this hustling, bullshit, lying career. He was one of the guys that created the NASDAQ, you know, a stock market for mm -hmm. the stocks that the New York Stock Exchange mm -hmm. didn't want, the speculative stuff like Apple, yep. Google, yep. right? Yeah, more, uh, more risky type exactly. stuff originally. Emerging. Yeah, maybe emerging uh, businesses. Now, the genius of this very simple yet complex um, Ponzi scheme is the fact that he had he had a legitimate business. He was a marketer, a, a money marketer. So mm -hmm. he would take a money a, he, a market maker, he, market maker. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, he was you know he take buys and sells, and he was really good at that. Which you're required to do exactly. And okay, he, so just real quick for everybody, kind of like a bookie, uh, like a market maker. <laughs> you're required if you want to. He handled ten percent of all trades on the New York yeah, Stock Exchange. Incredible. You're required a couple times a day to set a low, right? Mm -hmm. That you'll buy at and a high that you'll sell at plus a little commission, right? So when things get heavy and you need to dump stock and nobody wants to buy it, somebody's required to buy it. That was the legitimate yep. business. Yep, and then uh, the floor below was the uh, non-registered investment advisory business where he took feeder money from, well, eventually from hedge funds, but originally from his father-in-law who was an accountant. Yeah. They would give him money. He kind of created an illegitimate um, uh, mutual fund before they even existed, just pooling money together. Pooling money, making Highly investments illegal. that he never made. That he never made. Well, Dude, that's what that's the big thing. He, and he never. never exercised a single trade, even though, you know, this this what he would do is this. I'm, I'm going to buy insurance, an option. Mm -hmm. And on this date, I'm going to, you must buy it at this price from me. Mm -hmm. Or... Um, I'm allowed. You must accept me selling it to you at this price, and options. then you would you would hedge your bets. They're called yep. options, mm -hmm. yep. right? And there's a clearinghouse where <laughs> they're registered, where these options are registered, and he's doing three times the volume <laughs> that even exists. Of, that even exists, and nobody's noticing. Like there's not a fucking scrap of paper saying he ever fucking triggered one. It's one of those things where what's horrific about the whole story is that. He could have been caught at any time, but nobody wanted to catch him because too many people were making money off of it. So he's taking all this money and he's not making trades. So Karen, you might ask yourself, well, where's he putting the money? Where was he putting the in money? In the bank. In now, the it's it's important to remember, nobody wants to go after this Madoff mm -hmm. character because he was chairman of the NASDAQ. He was like the roller. Yeah. So we That's all crazy. know the big banks ripped us off. We, we know nobody went to prison. Madoff went to prison, and that's it. Yeah. He's the face of it. But the banks go on and on and on. So Mark brings up the question. 
Well, who would know? His fucking bank would know. Yeah. They should. Because you're supposed to have billions of dollars of assets in there. You're supposed to have security certificates stuffed away somewhere. Mm -hmm. Who was his bank? J.P. Morgan Chase. Hmm. Who's the head of J.P. Morgan Chase? Jamie, Jamie Dimon. They got fined. Okay, on a Ponzi scheme, that's $20 billion. They got fined $2 billion. How much they made, how much... You know, they're involved mm -hmm. in it. They're supposed to know and report what's yeah. going on with it. And they never they did. They never did. Wow. J.P. Morgan Chase. I remember J.P. Morgan Chase. J.P. Morgan Chase settled the biggest civil fraud case in the history of the United States for the mortgages. Mm -hmm. They were bundling the mortgages and then selling them as bonds. Mm -hmm. And then they were betting against them. the bonds that they were selling. They were telling you they were great. And then they were buying an option to say, well, I, I bet they're going to tank. Yeah. And then they made billions on that. Yeah. It's like selling a junk car that you know is garbage, but you tell someone it's great and then you wait for it to break down so you can repair it kind of. Mm -hmm. Is that a good analogy? To yeah. repair. Yeah. It's, it's completely fraudulent. It's bullshit. Nobody it's, it's did. Such bullshit. They're, they're manipulating. It's corporate America. This is on a gross level, though. Yeah, I mean, you're, but still. you're talking about one of the banks that's too big to fail. That's Because they know they're not the biggest bank. It is. He might be the most powerful man, Jamie Dimon, in America. And he's still around. And, oh, and, yeah. And since like 2000, 2008, so far what I could track, right? I'm going to add them all up. About $40 billion in fines for fraud, corruption, misreporting, misleading. $40 billion. Yeah. So $40 billion, how, how much fraud was actually committed? $40 billion is just the fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nobody going to prison. Nobody doing anything. And I'm like, Jamie Dimon, J.P. Morgan Chase. There's always a Detroit connection, isn't there, Mark? <laughs> always. Yeah, you always find it. Uh, and I remember, it's about 2019, 60 Minutes. You know how we do around here. Mm -hmm. Whenever Detroit's on anything, we're watching. Mm -hmm. We're watching. And it better be some good news, motherfucker, or we're going to bring the pitchforks. Right? Yep. No, not when Anthony Bourdain comes to town and tells the truth and shows some love and everybody's hating on the motherfucker. This they loved. And it was Jamie Dimon coming to Detroit, by the way, as part of that gigantic fraud settlement that destroyed the financial system in the world. Mm -hmm. He's required hmm. to invest in communities that he destroyed, mm -hmm. right? And his people. It's amazing spin, though, to make it sound like you're doing it out of the goodness of your heart and uh, the betterment for your business, which... I don't think shareholders care about that. Uh, you, yeah. Then, no, man. You no, know, you're and, doing it because you have to. So this was like three years ago. And like, what's happened? Did we, you, got, you got you pulled up some tape. I don't know. Yeah, I, I trimmed it down. So tell me when to stop and start it whenever you want. To All right, you, or if She's, you got to quit, go ahead. This I, is 60 minutes. Leslie Stahl will set the table for Jamie you. Jamie Dimon, the CEO of J.P. Morgan Chase, is testing out a new kind of business investment in the city of Detroit. His first target, he said, would be the city of Detroit Target. just after it filed for bankruptcy. So Detroit is probably one of the biggest failures of an American city that we've ever seen. My wow. view is, why can't we make Detroit an example of America's exceptionalism? Have people roll up their sleeves, get together, and change the tide of history. Right there, right now. So in 2014, Jamie Dimon picked up the phone and called the then new mayor of Detroit, Mike Duggan. Describe Detroit when you came in as mayor. Half the streetlights in the city were out. How do you get streetlights fixed? Uh, hey, wait. What? What a bullshit Pinocchio <laughs> motherfucker. Half the streetlights were out. That's a fact. 
but not when he came to office. No. Because as I remember, it was you, Karen, that got the lights on. Well, it wasn't me. It was uh, Mayor Dave Bing that had the lights. All Mike Duggan had to do was walk in and flip the switch. The lighting authority was established. We understood that there were challenges, you know, with the grid. They'd been in connection with DTE. All of that was already done in place. He walked in and flipped the switch. Hmm. And fired the head of the lighting authority. Sure did. On some curious arguments over contracts and bids mm -hmm. if i recall he's, you're right. he's an expert at those isn't he mm -hmm. you're right <laughs> all right right when you came in as mayor half the street lights in the city were out how do you get street lights fixed uh a third of the buses were in the garage broken down people were standing on street just made a for... face well go ahead <laughs> karen what well be because that was the other part and you know the, the this administration early on said you know we got new buses we went to dc and met with the administration and got dollars to purchase new buses. There you go, Mike. So that was already in place as well. All right, Mike. Go ahead. Looking down, people were standing on street corners for hours uh, waiting for a bus. There were only eight working ambulances in the entire city. There were times you could wait an hour uh, when you <laughs> died like now. <laughs> on 911. And between 2000 and 2013, 250,000 people left the city of Detroit. Initially, Diamond agreed to spend $100 million. Not a lot of money for the bank or Detroit. The first order of business was affordable housing. Oh, that's that North Other investors, like the owners of Quicken Loans and Little Caesars Pizza, were already pouring money into the redevelopment of downtown. For themselves. So the mayor asked Diamond to concentrate on the blighted neighborhoods that the bank's data identified as ripe for redevelopment. Wait a minute, Neighbor man. There's a whole like thing going on in this neighborhood about corporate takeover. There's a whole fight. Yep. And this didn't go to minority contractors or, or individuals trying to fix up a house. It went to people connected to the mayor. And what are you talking about, Little Caesars? <laughs> we all now know. Like We paid for it and they didn't give anything back and they're lying about everything. That was an incredible whopper in there, man. It's, all all it's the money. Lot, that, and, and it's a lot of nuggets in there, too, that, that you know, we're just kind of skipping over. Well, we're going to. That's we're, fine. Let's be. No, no, not go ahead. You no, got, no, no. No, there's new stuff. Well, I mean. I'm, no, no, there's new stuff. You came in this morning. You said more money's going to Little Caesars. Oh, that. Okay, it's so much going on. Uh, that, I keep I up. Mean, You're right. I mean, my fucking that's God. Right. That's no. what the, what's going on before the show. I can't fucking take because it. Because we talk about Karen's so reading stuff. shit. I'm like, it doesn't say anything. How do they do these press releases and the press just relate right. to the downtown, The downtown development authority, the state of Michigan, they're yeah. already lining up to uh, invest money in the District Detroit project. You type they're out already, here. Okay, okay, so no, we're going to do a tax incremental financing, which is basically a place like American Coney Island. They're going to say, your property taxes are higher because there's going to be new development. Mm -hmm. So we're going to raise your taxes and we're going to let your competitor build stuff. And everybody knows property values are going down, especially in cities. And they're going to build office shit. It's true. Oh, you got to be kidding. And we're going to pay for it. I'm a capitalist. Not a socialist. Not a corporate socialist. Not a corporate cronyist. Man, this, they are eating this town alive. That's true. Jamie Dimon. What like else is this one? What else is this Detroit's thing got? North End. North End. Detroit was in a arson going on up there before the financial crisis, but the financial crisis just did them in one hundred percent. That that was crushing. 
do you ask him, Leslie? You feel you caused in any it. way that you're atoning uh, for the sins that, of Wall Street when you go and put your effort into Detroit? No, Is I, that I in your head? I wouldn't use the word atone. I all think we owe back to society. But Detroit specifically? The financial crisis just decimated the city. And I think that we all have to re-earn our trust a little bit uh, because of what happened. It's okay to say, yeah, we should do better than we did last time. Why are you in prison? Has now committed $200 million to the city. Is that enough? I mean, your problems cost way more than that. Nobody's saying J.P. Morgan Chase is the savior of the city by itself. By itself. Uh, by itself. You know, we've got a lot of major investors in this town, but they've met an important piece. They, they pushed this, the recovery of the city along a track faster than it would have been. Okay, what? Yeah. What? Where's that 200 million? Yeah, you know, Karen, like, okay, so we tried to, you know, we were going back and forth because we're no bullshit news. We don't know. No, we don't. But so Karen's reading a few things, which, you know, we read, but I'm not reporting other people's reporting. Mm-hmm. Now, well, this was from Chase. So, no, I, I mean, and, and you wouldn't. But what they were were just talking points because we were trying to figure out where the money went. Like, where was the money applied? What were the outcomes uh, of the money? And so, you know, I went to nothing. the yeah, pretty much. Just I mean, they're, they're, they're talking points. And Is it worth repeating, Karen? No, it's actually not. It's really garbage. I mean, if we can't figure out what they're saying. No, it's we, nowhere. We and from a communications perspective, I'm just telling you, it's just it's just fluff. Yeah. So it looked good. It was good fluff, right? No, it's not even good fluff <laughs> no, because what if I mean you by look that is it, people will laugh well, that up. Yeah, they'll if you look at it and you don't know, the first thing that you do would be to ask. But there's no substance. Well, there. then my request to you is make that your business this week to ask, since it's all back. Yeah, I'll see what. Like I can we find. cannot. Let it stand. That's that's what we got to do. And I get it from a lot of people. I don't agree with you on everything. That's okay. You know, God, God made us all different, but you got you to gotta know the facts of, of what they're doing to us. Well, I mean, you know, and the other thing too, Charlie, you know, we were saying, what do we know what's going on? And in, in actuality, we don't because we're not, people aren't told what's going on. People are told information is shared based on what they want you to know. And that's it. And you know, like some of the city's biggest investors, you mean Quicken Loans that was all tied up in the mortgage debacle yeah. and, mm-hmm. and was fine. fined $33 million <laughs> years after for their behavior after the housing crash? But Them? Or whatever happened to Mike? Look, we had two grand juries on this demolition stuff. Whatever happened to it? I'll be working on that. There's a couple of big stories that they pretend they don't have any answers to. I'm going to get those. I won't reveal them now. But it all comes down to the power. The power. The power gets to escape. Except Madoff. Always. Yeah. Except Madoff. Yeah. That one was too much. But I got to say, he lived it up for, uh, you know, what, five decades? Yeah, he Up did. to a, you know, grand extent. I do want to, but for but context, it, you said J.P. Morgan Chase was fined $40 billion. Yeah. Their revenue last year, $121 billion. <laughs> drop in the bucket man yeah i mean it it's a lot and, and believe me they don't want to constantly making money so they don't want to be fine that but yeah, still that's true that's true in the grand scheme of things it's not that much so like let's and they just, probably write it over off. over 20 years 40 billion that's 2 billion a year on what are the revenues 121 billion in 2021 it's like one and a half percent of revenue mm-hmm. yeah and like i said they can probably write that off as a loss i bet i, mean, you. I would think that's a good, yeah. that would be a good credit card rate. so where are the feds <laughs> 
I mean, where are the feds? You know what I get? I, I'm on the feds mailing list here. You know, like Michigan's the most corrupt state in the union. That, that That's what the former U.S. The mailing attorney. list or the watch list? Which I'm, list I'm on the mailing on? list, but you know what they're giving me? What? Uh, we caught two guys uh, stealing public money, buying generators, selling them and pocketing the money. Uh, here's oh, another yeah. press release. Recidivist child pornography guy. Yeah. Okay. Good work for junior people. Certainly not press release type stuff. Where's the big stuff? Mm-mm. The only guy, the only guy that goes down is Kwame Kilpatrick. Hmm. Mm. Think about that. With Jamie Dimon in here doing some PR bullshit. Yeah. And then you find out that Madoff's enabler was that bank that he's in charge of. And nobody's questioning it or challenging it or demanding anything different. Is uh, uh, Attorney General Dana Nessel demanding anything? <laughs> anything on Flint? Anything on Duggan? Anything on the nursing homes? Anything on her pal, the treasurer of Tra- the state Democratic Party? The treasurer, is that what I said? Yeah, Tracy Cornett. Yeah, yep. Tracy Cornett. Mm-hmm. Anything on that? No, but she's been busy. And they're invest. She's being investigated. Yeah. But when the AG's office went to the nursing home under new ownership, this alleged it's alleged fraud that she was trying to perpetrate on an old person. Mm-hmm. The nursing home was owned by an, another group. It was sold, and then the attorney general's people went in there and said, "Do you want to press charges?" They said, "No, we're new. We don't want any trouble." Mm-hmm. So they never opened the case. <laughs> look if fraud was well, committed yeah, they're or potential new. like they're, they're new they don't want to open up a case right? it, it doesn't yeah. matter if if the entity wants to if you committed fraud yeah. allegedly right. it shouldn't it's be contingent Im- upon their willingness to do so what the fuck so what do we get what nothing. do we get nothing she says she's going to file charges probably on these bonehead republicans who decide they're going to come up with a fake group of electors right mm-hmm. for the um, mm-hmm. electoral college right she's very upset about it yeah, very upset, right? And, and they're putting out papers, sending it around like, we're the elected uh, electors of Michigan, which I'm sure they were elected by themselves. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I mean, didn't say who had to do it. I don't see any federal, but she's going to do it because, you know, she's on uh, MSNBC, Wimmer's going to go on CNN and, you know, blow jobs. And this is what Dana Nessel had to say on MSNBC about bringing power to account. And it's hard for me to reconcile personally why it is that if you have enough money and influence and power uh, that you can get away with just about any crime. Uh, I don't think that that's a, a good policy. Well, so the AG admits that's how it works. That's, and, that, and that sums up everything. That sums up everything. Right? That sums up <laughs> yeah. everything. And by the way, she's talking about these scrubs, yeah. right? These... Trump loons that are trying to come up with a fake board of electors. I don't think they're rich and powerful. I think exactly. they're numb nuts. Yeah. They're goofballs the right, answer, from yeah, a ranch house. The answer to her question is they get away with it because the attorney generals of the state really don't go after them. I mean, she's yeah, the one. But, but that's she's an emotional thing. You know, everybody gets, everybody gets, you know, revved up if it's politics, yeah. if it's Trump versus whomever. But so that can, gives her something like, fine. look what I'm doing. You can do that. She can do that. But she can do other things, too, because tell me one other thing she did. I have nothing. Exactly. I know she likes to protect muscles while fucking towns get blasted by a a dam, right? Oh, yeah. In a torrent of water that wipes them out. Yeah, that everyone's forgotten about. I know she likes to go to, you know, the yearly conclave of the (laughs) lobbyists for the 
Michigan Nursing Home Association, tell them they're doing a great job and it's just not true without ever investigating so like, that yeah. they didn't do their job. Yeah. Tailgating parties, if I remember correctly. And then on the other hand, go ahead and do that. I mean, if, if there's legal basis, I'm for it. Yeah. Because there's no proof whatsoever that the election was stolen and all the, that. Why are we still talking about that? Because Brazil's on fire. <laughs> because they've got a January 6th on steroids. Did you see that news? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was wild. I mean, they're ransacking the whole shit. Yeah, presidential offices, Supreme Court building, the Congress building. Yeah, and they, man. You know, that, that government fought back. Please don't show that you know? again. What? What are you talking about? Is that that? <laughs> don't do that. What? What are you talking about? You don't think that's oh. cool right there? No. I love it. Yeah, you mean. Look at I her. Look at her walk in, doing the old Batman Watusi thing. Yeah, that's, no. that's cool. The power trip, man. I mean. Well, yeah. You know. She's scared of, of these powerful people. Let, and like yourself. You, and you know me, right? You know, we started doing this in 2018, and I'm like, uh, man, the economy's headed for the shitter. The, this is, the monetary policy's all wrong here. Trump, mm -hmm. gigantic tax cuts, Bush, Obama, right? Biden, you knew it was coming. Like, we're headed to a bad spot, and they're papering over it, and it's all political parties. There's, there's no real us there. There's, there's nobody not beholden and taking money from special interests because as the, the news that you broke a while ago, Stabenow's going to walk. Mm -hmm. Maybe Duggan's running for governor. So if Stabenow, our senator, is walking, okay, all of a sudden the list of names come out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we and we agreed on these names, right. right? Let's see. On the Republican side, John James, who finally won an election and now you're going to seek another election. Mike Cox, mm -hmm. former attorney general mm -hmm. of Michigan. Pete Meyer, mm -hmm. right? The rich dude from the west side of the state that got voted out because he wasn't Trumpy enough. Um, Candace Miller, mm -hmm. former congresswoman and the drain commissioner up in yeah. Macomb County. Yeah. People love Candace Miller. Mm, she would be well, form she, formidable. She seemed to have cleaned up that whole uh, Mercado. Was it Mercado or whoever the drain commissioner was before? Mm -hmm. I don't know. That whole mob shit up yeah, there. Yeah, okay, yeah, and, yeah. Then, and then on the left, Alyssa Slotkin, the congresswoman who just got reelected that was living in her lobbyist apartment yeah okay <laughs> i wonder where she's gonna move now for senate she can be anywhere in the state jocelyn benson yeah right the protege of mike duggan right yeah who used to work for stephen ross who's getting all the money downtown mm -hmm. and whose husband now works for stephen ross and whose husband was the guy mm -hmm. that ordered the deletion the of all mm -hmm. the emails uh when duggan got caught shuffling money to his girlfriend now no his way. wife yep. That Nestle said, mm -hmm. well, they didn't really destroy the evidence because we were able to get it back. Oh. <laughs> That's a good one. Wow. What an excuse that is. We need this in a chart form. Pete Buttigieg. Oh, yeah. Brand, right. brand new. Watch him. Carpetbagger. He can't even keep Southwest Airlines going. <laughs> no, he's going to hold them accountable. When? Who, who knows? And Mike Duggan. These are the, these are the names. But, you know, Charlie, who's the, in it for us? Nothing. Who's but, from us? But the bigger part of that is that this is a chess game. And, th and that's what you've got to pay attention to, because if one of them moves from their current position, I mean, it becomes a chess game. And I think this is going to be the biggest political chess game that this area has seen in a long time. OK, but, you know, I mean, chess is you keep it in your head. Right. Right. That's not how our politics should work. I mean, no, it shouldn't. You know what I mean? We just here's what it's going to take: fifty million dollars. I believe that's kind of like what John James and Gary Peters in mm -hmm. their last about that's fifty about million right. each, mm -hmm. right? Uh, 
Chuck Schumer, runaway mm-hmm. winner in New York, $50 million. This is minimum $50 million. What's in it for us? Well, that, that's what's funny. When they talk about who's going to win the seat, it's all about who can raise the money, not what they're going to do. And no independent, right? Yeah. Like, I would vote for somebody outside of this well, this um, orbit. Do they forget about 2016? I mean, all those think pieces of why did Trump mm-hmm. win? It's like, because he wasn't you. That's why he was the outsider from politics. Why is that lesson so quickly forgot? Oh, because there's money involved. And he had money to throw at it. Mm -hmm. But how about some regular people? Yeah. Because Trump didn't work out so well. Didn't work out so well. Regular people Look at the economy. Work, regular people don't work, Charlie, because they, they go against the status quo. And if you notice, it, you have to get in and conform in some capacity. And so the party will pick not only who will conform, but who, you know, they can generate revenue around and mm-hmm. put in office. So mm-hmm. it all becomes strategic. And that's what I meant by chess game in terms of strategy. <laughs> and look at Kevin McCarthy. Finally, what, 15, 16, 14 votes? He gave it all away. He gave it away. <laughs> it's going to be fucked up. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, one that, person, one person, right? Yeah. And, can, and that far right quick can, can call for a vote to yeah. toss him. Yeah. Oh, and, and, and also, he can have the photo out where he points to his name because he's so proud to be Speaker of the House. Which, oh, yeah, great accomplishment. God, man. But for what? For him, it appears. I mean, it's all about him. So he'll give away whatever. Yeah, Not for governing. That's for everybody, though, No, I, Mark. Know, I know. It's yeah. just a, yet another example. Yeah, it's the same thing. That's what I'm exhausting. saying. It's the same thing over and over. The players change, but the game stays the same. So Maybe we're the fools for not being in the game. Well, I, look, I take a game where, you know, like you're like one game above 500. <laughs> Let's go Lions. Yeah, there we go. There's something positive right? and Some, fun. Okay, like, you know, we're, we're help, helping the Ford family make money with that uh, building we're paying for. But yeah. you know what? One in six. Did they win last night? They did. They, okay. they didn't get to the playoffs because the refs screwed us 3,000 miles away in Seattle, oh. roughing the punter, running into the yeah, kicker. See, strategy. That's what I'm saying. That's a chess. You got to give it to that punter, though, when he when he, when he he grabs the defensive lineman and pulls him That's on. That's smart. Yeah. It was, uh-huh. it was a good play. No, it was, a, it was a fun day of football, and I it's I don't know how you don't like this Lions team. Hey, look, man. They're a fun team. It was January, and it was a meaningful game to exactly. watch. And it was a fun game. Yeah. And they gave us something, and and I'm pr- you know I'm proud of them. I, I don't know how you can't like that team or that coach. And yeah, I just like the fact that the coach, this coach, looks like a football coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. that's the best I can give well, you. I, you know, <laughs> I'm it, sorry. It, yeah, he looks like us. You know, he doesn't he, look he like act, me. He acts like us. He doesn't look like me. Yeah, but see, you're always doing that. But you know, I'm just saying, I mean, he from, looks from, like he could be an athlete. He's he from regular people. Right. He, he I looks got you. regular. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't want to normalize that, but he does look like he could be a football coach. That was my point. At some point, we're going to have to normalize this, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> At some point, we're going to have to be one. You know? Okay. Working class guy. How's that? Mm, okay. Yeah, yeah, he's okay. not working very hard and makes There's a lot of money, the but show okay. Killer. There you go. <laughs> You're so negative, Karen G. Let the hate let, let the hate go on. <laughs> but congratulations. I'm glad they won. All right. We'll leave it at that. Yeah, that's right. All right. So we'll see you. You can see me tonight on my BFF show, <laughs> Cuomo. Yes, again. It's called Exchange. Gee, Mark, I think we're being kicked to the curb. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, and that was the No Bullshit Lunch Hour. We'll see you for the No Bullshit News Hour, Thursday, 6 o'clock. Go to the website. Remember to tell... What, what, give, me, give, me, give me that. Give me that. 
Give the me, website address? Yeah. No, no, like how you subscribe and all that. Oh, rate, review, subscribe. Even if you hate the show, give it five stars and then rip it to shreds because that kind of helps us. And where do they get that? Um, on your wherever you watch the or listen to your podcast, right? Or if you watch it on YouTube, if you want to subscribe, that would be very massive. What if you it. don't know how to get a podcast? Are you just watching it on Facebook? Um, go to the nobsnewshour.com. <laughs> just go. hit the subscribe <laughs> button. It'll take you right there. You can go to our YouTube page. And remember... If you're a filmmaker, you're a reporter, you're an artist, you're a musician, just get a hold of us on that website. We'd love to have you on. Beautiful. Uh, Peace.